We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Russell and Medhurst on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Yes, indeed, baby. You want a victory Friday, huh? How do you like them apples? No team ever snatches. Well, they usually snatch defeat from the jaws of an easy victory. Today, this morning, on a Friday, a beautiful Friday in the nation's capital and beyond, October the 14th, they played on October 13th, and man, was it scary in so many ways. But today, on Friday, October 14th, the Washington Commanders, hail to the Commandalorians, baby. They get the job done and win by hook or by crook. They, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they just, they, they won. <laughs> it's a joke. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm always a jerk. Uh, they won a game that they had zero business winning. I mean, they literally tried 14,000 times last night to give that game on a silver platter to the Chicago Bears, who only matched the commander's wretchedness by maybe like one more play or maybe two, depending on your perspective. My goodness. My goodness. Well, with that opening salvo fired, good morning. And welcome aboard. Russell and Medhurst. Obviously, no Pete today. He is off to Dallas to call Navy SMU. Matt Essig alongside. Good to have everyone aboard at 301-230-0980. 301-230-0980. We'll keep you company until Burgundy and Gold today at noon. And we'll take your calls over the next three hours as you react to, you know, again, what is an absolutely atrocious but much-needed win. That's the best way you could put it. I, I don't think that's being unkind. I don't think that's being mean. I don't think that's being, um, you know, all the different things that you all accuse me of. 12-7 to 7, when they very, 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 very easily could have lost that game not only at the very end, 14-12 or 13-12, however you want to, you know, kind of put it. But think about this. They had a fourth and goal stop at the half-yard line. They had an interception inside the five-yard line. 
They only got the go-ahead touchdown from Brian Robinson because of a botched punt for, uh, re- uh, uh, return. Woo! That's it. That's the game in a nutshell. Those three plays. Those three plays right there. Now, listen. I- I'm not going to sit here and tell you that they don't count and that years from now, when everyone hopefully forgets this game, that you won't sit here and go, well, hey, they beat the Bears on a Thursday night. Carson Wentz improved to 7-0 on Thursday night football for whatever that means, which means absolutely nothing. He's actually somehow, someway been pretty good in prime time. We'll give you all the numbers. They got their second win. Maybe even a couple of weeks from now, you won't even remember how it kind of went down. Remember last year when they won four games in a row and everybody, rightfully so, was thoroughly impressed after they they really kind of in every way beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady out of the break, out of the bye. Everybody was impressed by that. And then the next week they went down to Carolina in Ron's return and more importantly or just as important, Cam Newton's return to Carolina and they stemmed the tide, and they won that game somewhat impressively. Wasn't perfect, but somewhat impressively. And then they came home for a third, uh, Monday night football game. Pete and I were there doing the show. That was back when we were still wanted uh, at that place. Uh, and they won 17-15 over a still recovering, still settling down Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. And then five and a half days later, they went out to the desert, Sin City, and somehow beat the Raiders by the same score. And they won four in a row, and it was kind of ugly, and it was ball control, and it was run the ball, and it was time of possession, 36 minutes. And in those last two games, they weren't scoring any points. I mean, they were scoring more points than they scored last night. Again, 17 points is better than 12. But that was the kind of game that last night reminded you of. Without without the complete control of the ground game and without the control of time of possession. What I mean by that is ugly grind it out, survive, find a way, just bury the game tape. Again, not saying it's exactly the same thing because it's not because they were controlling the ball and time of possession for 36, 37 minutes a game during that four-game winning stretch. That's what they ideally want to be. Last night was anything but ideally what they want to be. As a matter of fact, it was everything you don't want to be. Even on defense, guys, there is a mentality of, hey, bend but don't break. Force field goals, right? Sure, there's a mentality. You know what you don't want to have the mentality of? It's okay to give up almost 400 yards to Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. Because that offense is wretched, too. That offense is not good. And it hasn't been good, and it won't be good. Now, do they have some players that might be able to crease you a little bit? Sure. Montgomery, we saw uh, Darnell Mooney at times, 12 targets last night. Only had seven catches, 68 yards. But we saw Pettis, if he doesn't drop one in the end zone, contested. But he had the fantastic catch for the touchdown uh, near, uh, or I should say at the start of the third quarter. I mean, they have some guys that can sort of hurt you. We all saw Justin Fields could hurt you with that touchdown throw to Pettis. Again, you can't ask for a better throw than that. Yay! One great throw he made almost all night. One great throw. It was fantastic, but one great throw does not win you a football game, usually. It almost did. It almost did, but it doesn't, usually. And, of course, everyone saw... 
his ridiculous run on the final drive. Think about that. They gave up two enormous runs last night. One to Khalil Herbert for 64 yards. I had it at 62, but NFL Jesus says 64. Whatever. And the big one to Fields late. Think about that. That's almost, well, that's over 100 yards of rushing on those two plays, right? So the offensive totals for the Bears at 392, probably a little bit out of whack based on those two plays. But once again, kind of the bugaboo of this defense has been and is the big play. And even the touchdown, again, 40 yards. They gave up three big plays all night. The 64-yard run from Khalil Herbert, in which Jamin Davis kind of sort of missed a tackle at the point of attack, and nobody else helped him off of a toss sweep to the left-hand side of the Bears' offense and kind of a zigzag back across the formation and across the field. The big run by uh, Fields on the final drive uh, of the game in which James Smith-Williams took away the screen that he was trying to throw to Fields right. James Smith-Williams did a really nice job, and because they were in coverage deep down the field and doing a good job in coverage, nobody was there on the back door. Nobody was there to clean up Justin Fields, and he went, and almost broke their back. Almost broke their back. And should have really, quite honestly, broke their back. So when you think about it, right, this game, outside of three huge plays by the Chicago Bears on offense, is probably not as bad as the final raw numbers would indicate, right? The Bears, again, 5 of 13 on third down. It's not great. Uh, It's not horrible. It's almost 50%, but not 50%. 392 on offense. But, again, I just totaled, what, Uh, 100 and. 5,560 or whatever of of those 392 yards on three plays. But it's not like we can just sit here and go, well, they just got 160 of their almost 400 yards on three big plays, so it doesn't really matter. I mean, we can't act like that doesn't exist. You know, the defense, quite honestly, got bullied on a couple of those plays. And that's going to happen. Should it happen against an extremely pedestrian offense? Probably not. But we saw another pedestrian offense last week light him up for a 62-yard bomb and completion that set up a touchdown. We saw them give up screen after screen to Derrick Henry and the Titans as the Titans scored when they needed to score. Not, again, that they scored a lot of points. They didn't, but they did what they needed to do. Yet, we balance that by the fact that when the team had to come up with plays, when the defense had to come up with big plays, they did. They did. So, today, not a day to celebrate the defense, but it's also not a day to beat up the defense, right? Again, they only allowed seven points, which is ultimately all that matters, right? How you get it done, hmm. I mean, I don't ever say that doesn't matter. I'm not a Neanderthal, okay? I'm not one of these people that say context doesn't matter. And I'm not also one of these guys that say all that matters is winning. Now, listen, winning ultimately is, is the number one thing that matters, but it's not all that matters. And they won 12-7. Now, again, they did everything they could to lose that game. Everything they could to lose that game. They were, as again, wretched on offense. Wretched on offense. They don't win that game if the Bears' punt returner doesn't fumble at his seven-yard line. They just don't. They don't. That's the only reason why they won that game. Period. Besides the defense, which, again, made a goal line stand, also had an interception on a tip ball from F.A. Obata, maybe off of his face mask helmet area. Boy, how about F.A. Obata? Now, listen, he lacks a lot of situational football IQ. 
Okay, bad personal foul, extended a drive on a third down stop, touchdown against Tennessee, cost them that game or cost them that drive. And the blocked extra point in Dallas where he had no idea what he was doing. He's situational awareness is not FAO body strength. Now, again, he's still raw, but man, he, as I said last night on Twitter, he provides some juice. He provides some pass rush juice in place of Chase Young, quite honestly, had another sack last night, also had the pass deflection, also uh, had a, uh, a pa- um, uh, let me see, I think he, if I'm not mistaken, I think F.A. Obata also helped knock up or knock down, uh, I think it was knocked down, uh, I'd have to go back and watch the play again, on that final sequence, on second down. On that final sequence, F.A. Obata has been pretty good for them. Again, lacks football IQ, lacks football situational awareness, but he's been pretty good for them. And I know I'm all over the place here in terms of the defense and the offense and what have you and the win, but really that was kind of the story of this game, right? Is that the defense gets bullied around on three plays, giving up only the seven points on the touchdown to Pettis. And getting the two turnovers within the five. And then the Bears throw up all over themselves for a third time inside the commander's five-yard line. Or I better said, inside the commander's ten-yard line. And they fumble and obviously turn the ball over. Which turns into, uh, well, six points because they missed the two-point conversion. So you take away that six points there. Maybe you say, all right, instead of scoring touchdowns on the two fourth down uh, or the, the the one takeaway and then the fourth down stop, maybe you say, well, field goals, right? So that's six points there. Plus the six points they gave, that's a swing of 12 points. I mean, really, really, the Bears probably should have won that game. Probably should have won that game 18-6. to six. I mean, in all honesty, in all honesty, they probably should have won that game 18-6. But they didn't. That's football, right? I mean, I guess it could be worse. Washington could have not capitalized on the turnover. I guess it could have been worse. I guess it could have been worse that Washington could have given up, again, a touchdown. Not only at the end, but again on either one, either one of those two stops inside the Washington five-yard line. One of the one on fourth and, and inches. We're fourth and goal, I should say. And then one on the batted-up interception. Again, we all know that the offense was wretched again last night. 214 total net yards, 2 of 11 on third down. Guys, they, they, they've converted on three third downs in two games. Three third downs in two games. It's just as bad as you can be. That is as bad as you can possibly be. They didn't convert on their first third down in last Sunday's game against Tennessee until the final drive. They were one of 11, one of 11 for the game. Last night, last night, the commanders were, again, two of 11. They are three of 22 on third down. Three of 22 on third down in the last five games, uh, five days and two games. Three of 22. You cannot survive like that. You cannot win like that. You cannot play like that. I sound like Mike Singletary. You cannot win football games like that. Unless you're finding a way to squeeze blood out of a rock against an equally Awful team. And that's what the Bears are. The Bears are wretched as well. This was the bad news Bears versus, you know, uh, Charlie Brown's commanders. You know, with Linus and uh, who else was on Charlie Brown? Uh, Was it Linus and and, uh, I forget. Uh, I probably should have thought about this analogy that I was going to make, but I wasn't planning on making it. But you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, right? 
Uh, Tony Gonzalez called this a JV football game. Uh, basically, uh, then said uh, it was like, um, I don't know, two ninth grade teams or whatever the hell he said. I, I, I usually don't pay that much attention to what the analysts say because they don't usually say anything interesting. They don't know these teams like we know this team. I don't know the Bears like I know the Commanders, but I know enough about the Bears. I watch enough of the league to know that Justin Fields is so erratic, so up and down, so raw, so inconsistent, so mind-numbingly just bah a year and a half into this thing that I don't know if the light is ever going to consistently turn on. And then I know with Carson Wentz that the dude is tough. He threw around his left shoulder uh, on the Brian right before the Brian Robinson touchdown. Got it. Um, he takes a licking. His hand was all beat up last night. He threw a touchdown pass before the half that Curtis Samuel dropped. All of that. All of that. But I know enough, and I've been telling you enough for years and years and years that Carson Wentz ain't it. Now, listen, I. Again, was he a little resilient last night? Sure. But I know enough to tell you that he ain't it, okay? Yet, that being said, he's it for now. It's like tag, you're it, when you don't want to be it. It's like you're the one that gets left out in musical chairs, and Wentz is just standing there awkwardly while there's no chair to sit in. You're it, tag, hi, but for now, he's what you've got. And for now, two and four is a lot better than one and five. And for now, I suppose we should celebrate. And for now, we should take your calls at 301 230 Just kind of giving you the big picture of the game. We'll get more into the nitty-gritty as we go along. But the big picture of the game uh, is where... Of course, we should start. Um, if you have, we'll bring it back for today. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Please shoot them along at WrestleMania 621, at WrestleMania 621, or give us a call, 301 230 301-230-0980. I'll give you some of mine on the return. 12-7, the Commanders win over the Chicago Bears. No bad news this morning. Sort of, I guess, I think. Ron Rivera going crazy at the media over the ESPN report or one portion of it after the game last night. An impassioned speech by the head coach. Many of you have heard it. We will play it for you at some point later on in the show. But let's take your calls. 301-230-0980. Again, no Pete today. He's off to Dallas to call uh, Navy SMU. Matt Essig will be taking your calls and chiming into the show. I know he was all fired up. He thinks the commanders should start. Commanders fans, he, he told me you should start printing your playoff tickets. This is the start. This is the start, Essig said, Never. of a 12 uh 11-game winning streak. Shenanigans. I've never said this. I, I would that's love what it. You told me. That's so what you told me before we it. turned on the microphones. <laughs> I think you need to get your headphones checked real quick. Uh, I probably do. All right, 12-7, the Commanders win over the Chicago Bears. Let's talk about it with you. And why is Nate Burleson taking off his socks and showing his feet on NFL Network? Why is this happening? I, I don't know. Um, but whatever. Ah, <sighs> weirdness all abound. It is, uh, well, it's not Friday the 13th, but last night was Thursday the 13th. And the Commanders and the Bears celebrated like only you could. If only it was, again, Friday the 13th, but it was pretty damn close. And that was pretty damn close to the worst game that you've ever seen. We did that last week. We can't do it again. This was just as bad as last week. Maybe slightly better? Slightly better? Maybe? I think, I guess, because there were a couple of touchdowns scored. I guess that automatically qualifies it as being better. Let's talk about it with you. 301-230-0980 on the team. 980 and always live and free on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, let's get it going. 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. I know many of you are probably in a sleepy little slumber from a uh, Thursday night football win by the Washington Commanders. A win is a win is a win is a win is a win. Now, listen, again, that's not the only thing that matters. You'll hear that adage. You'll hear that expression. And it is the most important thing that matters. The most important thing. It is not the only thing. It is not the only thing. And that's why we talk about all the flaws, all the inefficiencies, all of the problems. How about this? Joey Sly with a missed 48-yard field goal. Late in the fourth quarter, He did make a 28-yarder, and he did make a 38-yarder earlier in the game, so I can't say he didn't contribute anything. But that 48-yarder damn near almost cost them this game. Because if he would have made that, it would have been 15-7. It would have been 15-7 with Chicago trying to tie up the game at the end. And instead, Chicago was basically an inch, maybe a couple of inches, away from winning that game because Sly missed the 48-yarder. Now, again, not an easy kick by any stretch. Way wide left with a massive hook on it. And, yes, the wind was bad pregame and early in the game. But according to everybody there at Soldier Field, including Al Michaels and Kirk Street on Amazon, it had very much calmed down. And I didn't see wind being really a factor at that juncture of the game. It certainly didn't affect the long touchdown pass from Justin Fields. It certainly didn't affect any other kicks. It certainly didn't affect, I don't think, I mean, maybe it had an effect on the punt fumble. I don't know. It didn't look like it. It just looked like a punt fumble. But maybe it did. I don't know. But Joey Sly missing with just under two minutes left to go. Again, a very makeable kick in which he had plenty of leg, but way too much hook. You know, almost killed the commanders. Because again, that would have made it 15-7. The Bears would have had to score the touchdown, which they almost did, and convert the two-point conversion. Now, some people had a problem with the fact that the Commanders, when they scored the Brian Robinson touchdown, went for two. I, you know, look, I wish I could tell you I scream about everything and I have a problem with everything, but I I, I didn't in that spot, right? 12-7, after the touchdown, after you get the fortuitous break on the punt fumble, Recovered by Christian Holmes. Tariq Castro-Fields was right there uh, and, and provided the initial, I guess, hit, bump, whatever, uh, after the fumble. But Christian Holmes, the rookie, seventh-round pick from Oklahoma State, picks it up, recovers it, 
And a couple of plays later, after, again, Wentz throws around his left shoulder on a run to the right-hand side, his non-throwing shoulder, the one that was not hurt, they get the touchdown, they're up 12-7, and they go for the two-point conversion. And I know I heard from a couple of people, I don't remember who exactly, on Twitter last night, that said, oh, why are they going for the two-point conversion? Could you imagine, quite honestly, could you imagine... In the fourth quarter, with uh, seven minutes and 20 seconds left to go, if they would have gone for the extra point, say they made it, no sure thing with Joey Sly, no sure thing even in the NFL anymore, made the extra point, were up 13-7, and then got beat for a touchdown, 14-13, assuming that the Bears would make the extra point. Could you imagine? Ron would be killed for that. I can't, again, in the moment, before the play is run, I can't kill Ron for that. I don't know how, I don't know how anybody could. I don't know how anybody could. Honestly. I don't know how anybody could. So, I would just say, to me, like, you have to have your opinion and your argument before the play is actually run. That made sense to go for two points there. It didn't work, and they were only up by five, but that made sense in that spot. Now, if we're talking about early in the third quarter and the second quarter and it's 12, different argument. Then I can understand, certainly, going and just kicking the extra point and not chasing points and not potentially losing easier to obtain points. But again, I can't tell you that anything is easy with this special teams unit. It ain't good. Now, Tressway was better last night. He wasn't good last Sunday. Joey Sly is up and down. The return game sucks. Maybe they'll get some juice because of Antonio Gibson. Maybe. But it's not good. It's not good. But my point being is I can't kill Ron for going for two points there in that spot. And neither should you, in my opinion. Where you probably should be upset, quite honestly, is the commanders at times drove down the field at times on that one drive where they ran the triple option, they had all sorts of motion and what have you, and then, of course, they get a penalty, and everybody's upset at Scott Turner for calling a quarterback keeper. And and while it wasn't ideally what you would want by any stretch of the imagination, let's be honest, the penalty, I think it was a false start on Cam Sims, the penalty contributes as much as anything, if not more, than anything Scott Turner did. Now, again, you could argue that Scott Turner wasn't smart for making that play call. Listen, Scott Turner is going to have some bad play calls. We, I, I think we already understand that. My problem is, is not criticizing Scott Turner when play calls don't work out. That's going to happen. We saw that even in the Jacksonville game when you guys were all putting Carson Wentz in the Hall of Fame. They had a 10-yard loss on a double reverse run or whatever it was, and Jahan Dotson got blown up in the backfield. 10-yard loss. We saw it against Detroit, right? Things are not going to work out. It's the concept and the theory and the idea behind it. But more people want to just shred coaches for decisions that don't work out when it's easy to say, see, 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 you should have done this. You have to criticize in the moment. You have to know, hey, it doesn't make sense to go for two points. It's kind of like what happened. Um, what game was that? Was that Detroit where Ron like was talking about the chart? or Throw the damn chart out. It didn't make sense when they did it, when they, when they made the decision. It didn't make sense. To criticize one after doesn't. To me, that's revisionist history. 
All right, let's get to the calls. 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. Let's start with line one. Lap is with us on the Team 980 on a victory Friday morning. What's up, Lap? Hey, hey, what's up, Ruth? How's it going, man? Tell what's going on, Lap? T, I miss him. Tell him I said what's up, man. Hey, we'll man, um, their offense looked like some trash, man. And I'm not understanding why they didn't give uh, uh, Demi the brunt um Did the phone monster get lap? Phone monster got him. Lap call back. Sorry about that, pal. Uh, let's get to um, Montana on line three. Why don't we say hello to Montana on the Team 980? What's Montana, going? What's going on? What's going on? How what's going you? on? What's going on? What's Shake. going on, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a um, you know Happy Friday, man. But it is what it is. I want to I want to know your opinion on Ron Rivera. You know. Um, you know, him overreacting basically when he was asked about Daniel Snyder. You know, he dealt with something similar when he was in Carolina. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's getting paid like $7 million a year. Yep. So yep. do you mind sharing, like, you know, yeah. why, no, absolutely. why, we were why gonna play, We were going to play the audio first before I reacted. But Ron, you know, Ron, very fired up, very passionate. Um, I, I would say this, like you said, he's getting paid, you know, reportedly, roughly, we believe, about $7 million a year to deal with all the nonsense. He had no problem taking that money and all the autonomy and all the power, right? Um, and he's taken a lot of bullets so far for Dan Snyder and a lot of, uh, and a lot of crap. And, and, and the media has been relatively easy on Ron, maybe up until this week. Uh, that being said, this wasn't like a media-driven thing uh, last night from reporters asking questions. This was just Ron reacting to the ESPN report, which had nothing to do with the poor reporters in the room last night, right? So I don't think he went off on them. I think he went off on the situation saying, you know, basically, no, he drove the vehicle on the Carson Wentz deal, which, listen, I mean, it, it, <laughs> listen, we, we have – Right. We have to believe him. Right. Until we know we have proof that he wasn't driving, driving the vehicle. We have to at least say this is what Ron says. This is what Ron said passionately. And I guess we have to believe him. The problem is, is when you look at the history of the owner, the history of the owner, and you look at the mantra of the owner, that's the rub. That's the pro- that's where it gets very tricky because the history of the owner is to meddle in one specific position more than any other and it's probably where more owners meddle but it's this one specifically driving the train on Dwayne Haskins on Robert Griffin III on Donovan McNabb on Jeff George countless others that's the problem and that's what Ron may not understand I don't know but that's why there is this premise or this theory or this belief when that story comes out yesterday morning it was the first thing that jumped out at me was whoa whoa, wait a second all along we believe Ron was totally in charge and now all of a sudden we have a source with intimate details or intimate knowledge of the trade saying no 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 that was a 100% Dan deal. You know, and, and that's the problem. You don't know what to believe exactly. I appreciate the phone call, Montana. Thanks uh, for hopping in. I'll tell you what we're going to do. Do the quick trending alert here, and then we'll come back and take all your calls. I'm done ranting and raving. Uh, I'm going to mix in my thoughts on the game uh, throughout uh, with you on the phones, 301-230-0980. I see you all out there. I see Danny, David, uh, JR. I think JR is the one that yelled at me yesterday. Omar, uh, Lap is back. Uh, we'll get to him. 301-230-0980. If you want to weigh in, at WrestleMania 621, at WrestleMania 621. But let's do the trending alert right here, right now. All right, the Commanders back from Chicago. 12-7 winners as we talked about to kick off week six of the NFL season and again, get to two and four. Now get the extended little weekend by host Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers a week from this Sunday. Green Bay, of course, coming off the loss in London to the New York Giants. This week, they will host another New York team, the New York Giants at Lambeau Field. So we'll see what happens with that. Meanwhile, the baseball playoffs continuing right along. Uh, and in case you're not paying attention, a couple of good series, including Jordan Alvarez, who continues to just pummel 
uh, the uh, AL playoffs for the uh, Houston Astros should sit. Let me get my screen up here in a sec. As Seattle drops one to Houston and Jordan Alvarez four to two last night, as the Strohs take a two nothing lead today, the Yankees and the Cleveland Guardians get the action going just after one o'clock from the Bronx, as their game two was postponed last night, and the Capitals drop one three two to Ilya Samsonov and his new team, the Toronto Maple Leafs, last night. And that's what's trending. All right, it is Russell Medhurst. We continue along on a Friday morning. Pete off to Dallas to call Navy SMU. So you're stuck with me. Sorry, 301-230-0980 on a victory Friday. Matt Essig alongside. 301-230-0980 as the Commanders win 20 to, uh, 12 to 7, I should say. Uh, we've kind of already set the scene. Let me give you a couple of quick thumbs up. Uh, I mentioned F.A. Obata. I thought he was really good, and he's been uh, pretty darn good. Cole Holcomb, listen, I understand Cole Holcomb's not great. I got it. I understand that. But he did fill, and he did pop on that fourth down stop. 12 tackles as well. He had 15 last week or on Sunday, uh, 27, 28 tackles, and the fourth down stop. And he had another big play last Sunday against Tennessee that I'm drawing a blank on. Um, I'll have to look at my notes. Montez Sweat was obviously very, very good. Now, Justin Fields spun away from him on the very first play of the game. Uh, but Sweat, when matched up against the rookie left tackle, uh, as you would expect, was just bulldozing him. I mean, if he wasn't, that would be a bigger problem. But Sweat had the sack on the early series, first series of the game, had a couple of other big-time pressures, affected the game, also was part of that fourth down stop that I just mentioned with Cole Holcomb. So good for Montez Sweat. Uh, Deron Payne continues to be much more consistent, much more dominant, much more explosive than he has been, and consistency has always been the question for Deron Payne. Deron Payne, if you didn't watch the game last night, you think, well, three tackles and a sack – but we know that Deron Payne played better than three tackles and a sack. Not that that's bad, but we know he had a bigger impact. Uh, I've mentioned F.A. Obata. James Smith-Williams was actually the one on the final sequence there, I believe on the second down, that got the past event, uh, knockdown. That may have probably saved the touchdown. How about Benjamin St. Juiced? Thumbs up to him for the game-saving breakup tackle, whatever you want to call it, non-catch. I mean, boy, it was tough. It was right there. Uh, if he doesn't knock it out of his hands or knock it loose or hit um, the receiver right at the at the moment, that game is over. Mooney probably um, uh, uh, Mooney probably catches that right. I mean, because he almost did even with St. Juice all over him. So you got to give St. Juice credit, even though St. Juice had a penalty that wiped out a third down stop and the commanders would have gotten off the field much earlier on that sequence. Again, another stop, turnover, whatever it was, where they extend the drive because of a penalty. Uh, listen, it happens. I understand that, but it's frustrating because this team has very little margin for it and almost cost them the game. All right, so a couple of thumbs up there. What about you? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Anything you want to talk about from the game? Let's go back to Lap, uh, who uh, got cut off by the cookie, uh, the cookie monster, the phone monster. I want cookies right now. What's up, Lap? Hey, what's up, uh, Rooster? Like I was saying, just tell Pete I said, "What's up, man?" That's my we'll my guy, man. We'll do, man. Um, I'm I'm just disappointed with the offense, man. It's it's really sad. I mean, Carson Wentz looks like he doesn't even have a feel as a veteran. Um, the knack of the game, you know, his decision making, you know, his timing, you know, even if you don't know everything. Now, I will say, he tough boy. He tough. He take them sacks. And he go with them blocks, you know what right. I'm saying? He good. But that should be the strength of our offense. Right. And then I'm just tired of how you you run the black quarterbacks out of town, but you baby the white quarterbacks. Now now you see how they're dealing with the same offensive line and issues 
that, you know what I'm saying, you know, Jason Campbell and RG3 and Dwayne Haskins had to deal with. The only difference is they get more time. They get coddled. They get baby. And it's, oh, we feeling sorry for them. Nobody want to hear that crap, man. I don't want to hear that crap. You got to be ready to play. You paid to do a job. Go out there and do it. And um, everybody got to step up. The front, se- the front seven, front four looks pretty solid. The weakness is the secondary. And on offense, you know, the offensive line is really not that bad. I think that you still have time to do what you need to do. You can't hold the ball long. Um, but our offense and tight ends and running backs are really good, so we need to score more points. Ron got to know his personnel and get everything together, and we'll see what happens, man. I still think the season is over, but mathematically we're not done. So we just got to keep fighting, man, and building and, and see what happens. But um, I right, appreciate it's sad, you, man. Thank it's you, pal. Sad when uh, you can't get nothing yeah. offensively going, bro. No, thank you. I appreciate it. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. Let me just quickly respond. I, listen, I this has nothing to do with black and white, in my opinion. Okay, uh, yeah, some of those same problems. Offensive line is a problem. Uh, the other part of the problem is Carson Wentz holds on to the ball too long, tries to do. And make plays. And they had a big-time problem on third down last night where they didn't slide protections. They didn't get the ball out quick. They didn't have uh, – I don't know if he didn't see receivers. I don't know if he was scared. I mean, there was one play on a third two. He rolled right into pressure. I understand nobody was open until the last minute with Cole Turner. I got it, who had just released from kind of that area. I understand that. You know what? Throw it away. Throw it away. Live to save another day. And it said he ran right into a sack. Uh, 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. Let's get to line three. Uh, is Danny, uh, is this, uh, is this Danny? Um, hello, Danny. It's the Hall of Famer. Yeah, the Hall of Famer. There goes the Hall of Famer. We were talking about you on Wednesday, Danny, when we were talking about, uh, the Hall of Fame, uh, uh, induction ceremony. Congratulations again. How are you, pal? I'm doing very well, Chris. Uh, I missed Pete this morning. I hope he has a great call tomorrow with the Navy game. And um, I'm worried about the kicking game. I, uh, you know, that that uh, that field goal that he got just inside the upright on the right upright. Right. right. And then he he You're right. He, that, he almost he missed that. that You're goal. right. You're right. It's uh, it's a little shaky. I think um, we're going to have to bring in some kickers this week. They're not gonna bring, they're not gonna do that, Danny. I can almost guarantee you that they're not gonna do that. But he's been shaky all off season, all training camp, all preseason, all regular season. I can't say it any louder, any more, any emphatically. They should. They have a religious aversion to bringing in competition. Uh, they had Brian Johnson around all off season, and then they whacked him in like June. They just don't want to have competition. I don't know. I don't know why on a 90, I understand on a 53, but on a 90, there's no reason for it, yet they don't believe in it uh, at all. It's a problem. So is the return game. Dax Milne stinks in every which way. Uh, Not good on kick returns, not good on punt returns. The kick and punt return blocking all suck. They can't return kicks past the 20-yard line usually. I mean, maybe Antonio Gibson will give them a little bit of juice there. Tressway struggled last Sunday. He was much better last night. Uh, the whole operation outside of Cameron Cheeseman seems to quite honestly be a major, enormous uh, disappointment. Danny, I appreciate you as always. Again, congratulations. Got to move along so we can get to, uh, let's see, it looks like Omar on line six in Falls Church on the Team 980. Omar, good morning. How are you? Good morning. How are you guys doing? What's up, Omar? Oh, man, we got to fire the whole coaching staff, honestly, uh, starting with Del Rio, even though they had a good defensive game, but they still gave up 400 yards to uh, Bears offense. Um, we got. I think I'm not trying to be me, but after Ron Rivera's cancer treatment, he hasn't been the same coach. Honestly, um, I don't know. We can't. We 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 can't throw on a third and two to win us the game guaranteed. We have to run. It's it's all over the place. Honestly. Well, I, I don't disagree with you, Omar, that yeah. it is all over the place and that there are a lot of things that, quite honestly, don't make sense. Um, I don't know if you – excuse me – if you can fire a defensive coordinator 
just because they gave up three big plays to Justin Fields and the Bears, uh, which accounted for 150 plus of the almost 400 yards. I mean, that's not going to happen. Jack Del Rio is not getting fired this week. Uh, and, and, and it, it probably wouldn't have happened even if they gave up 400 yards and they lost, quite honestly. Uh, that being said, the overall premise of this entire organization, this entire staff, this entire, the entire feel of everything is that it's still not going in the right direction and everything, everything is uninspiring. That there's very little that you go, okay, I'm going to hang my hat on this and feel really good about this. I mean, the defensive line and the pass rush is about it. Even the wide receivers, they don't use them properly. Curtis Samuels dropping passes left and right. Terry McLaurin gets targeted a couple of times. He makes some nice catches on them, but I mean, just not involved enough. Just not involved enough, right? So you can't even say, oh, the wide receivers, uh, okay. I mean, th- fine. They're not a problem, but they're not like something you can hang your hat on. There's very little about this organization right now, this team, this coaching staff, this everything that you can feel good about, quite honestly. Appreciate the phone call. Omar, thank you. We'll get more to your calls. Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. We'll get to Peter in North Carolina, Frank in Maryland, you at 301-230-0980. If you want to tweet, it's at WrestleMania, 621 at WrestleMania 621. We're going to get to the Al Michaels comments uh, next hour. A lot of people think Al Michaels was playing the messenger last night. I'll give you my spin on that coming up. 301-230-0980, Russell and Medhurst, hour number two. On a freaky victory Friday, the commanders in the win gallum, 12-7 in Chicago last night. Let's talk about it. On the Team 980, and always live and free on the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.